This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at reyrey.com slash operate differently. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, May 12th, 2023. I'm Jake Neer, in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, we have a clear picture of how direct sales from Tesla and other EV makers are hurting dealers. Tesla recalls just about every car it has sold in China, and the future of Nissan's COO at the automaker gets murky. Plus, a conversation with dealership marketing director April Simmons, who says more retailers should start marketing their sales and service in tandem. There is really no difference between variable and fixed ops when it comes to marketing. All the same rules apply, all the same strategies go into play. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. A lot has been made of the threat direct sales models could pose to auto retailers. Now we're getting a more detailed idea of what that trend looks like. In California, direct-to-consumer electric vehicle makers, including Tesla and Rivian, likely cost franchise dealerships $910 million in gross profit opportunity last year. That breaks down to nearly $700,000 on average across the state's 1,300 franchise dealerships. Those numbers are based on an automotive news analysis, with the missed profit affecting luxury outlets the most because of the EV brand's high transaction prices. Mike Sullivan is the owner of LA Car Guy. He says he's renovating his 14 dealerships in Southern California to sell and service more EVs, and he's spending about half a million dollars per store to install charging equipment. We're all taking it very seriously. When I drop half a million dollars on a charging station times 14, I'm not doing it cavalierly. It's fighting, and I'm excited about it. S&P Global Mobility reports that Tesla sold 188,000 vehicles in California last year. The other direct sellers chipped in 5,700 registrations. You can read much more about the story at autonews.com. While Tesla is doing well in California, it's facing a setback in another big market. Tesla is recalling virtually every car it has sold in China. That's due to a braking and acceleration defect that may increase crash and safety risk. The automaker will deploy an over-the-air software fix to more than a million vehicles produced in Shanghai from January 2019 to April this year, plus some models imported into China. Tesla representatives didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Tensions are rising between striking UAW workers and management at a Clarios battery plant near Toledo, Ohio that supplies Ford and General Motors. The strike is now in its fifth day and it's likely going to court. The company requested a meeting this week and met with negotiators Thursday, but didn't reach an agreement. Clarios filed for a court injunction against the striking workers in hopes of clearing the driveway at the plant, the injunction was scheduled to be heard in court this morning, no word yet as of recording time today. UAW Regional Director for Ohio and Indiana David Green called the injunction, quote, extremely disrespectful. In documents supporting the injunction, Clarios claims pickets forcibly blocked the entrance to the plant and obstructed vehicles trying to enter and exit. 
Clarios is seeking a temporary restraining order to limit the number of pickets allowed at the entrance, as well as a permanent injunction. And Nissan Chief Operating Officer Ashwani Gupta will not be reappointed to the board when his term expires next month. The automaker's announcement cast doubt on Gupta's future with the company. He was previously seen as a contender to rise to the position of CEO. In 2020, Reuters reported that allies of Gupta pressed the board to promote him to the role of co-CEO, hoping that he would drive the company's turnaround and improve the relationship with long-term alliance partner Renault. But that promotion never materialized. Nissan said today that Gupta will step down from the board of directors on June 27th. A company spokesperson said it's not immediately clear whether he will be staying in his role as COO. And those are today's headlines coming up. Why do many dealerships advertise their sales and service separately? Marketing Director April Simmons says they shouldn't. We'll find out why next on Daily Drive. Economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better at outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently. Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit reyrey.com slash operate differently to get started. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jake Neer with Kellen Walker. There's no difference between marketing dealership sales and dealership service. That's according to April Simmons, Corporate Internet and Marketing Director at Horn Auto Group in Gilbert, Arizona. The same rules apply, the same strategies are used. But Simmons says she initially ran into resistance with the service side of her auto group, who felt marketing did not effectively bring in customers. But once she showed them the data, they were convinced. Simmons spoke with Automotive News Senior Editor Dan Shine about how dealerships can effectively market their service department. April, thanks so much for, for joining me. So you do you know, marketing for, you know, for the whole dealership, um, but when we talked a little bit earlier, you mentioned how you know, early on the service kind of side folks that were like, you know, you stay over there and just market the sales department and all that, and we'll take care of ourselves because you don't understand us. But now they've kind of come around for all the marketing people who may be in your kind of similar situation, how did you kind of navigate to let them know, no, I can help you on you know, marketing your service department as well? Well, it was actually a three-step approach. So the first part of it was to go to the data. So one thing that I found that a lot of fixed ups people think is that they don't need to market at all. 
they think that, oh, all these people just show up in the service lane and that's how it works. And so I had to, first of all, show them that the majority of website traffic actually results in converting traffic is actually for service. It's scheduling service, it's looking at service specials, it's looking at the parts pages. And when I started tracking that, I went to the service team and I said, well, let's look at the customer experience for your customers, because these are your customers, not the variable customer. And that was the first step where they realized that, oh, wow, look at all this stuff that's happening. So we set up chat. That was kind of our first thing so that service appointments could be scheduled that way. Um, and they were setting like 100 appointments a, a week and they were like, wow, look at this, this is amazing. So that was step one. That was how we got our foot in the door. Then we evolved to some of the other customer experience ways, things like having Fixed Apps Digital, for instance, where we've enhanced our SEO, we've enhanced our specials, we have a better customer experience actually on the website, then we're ready to start tackling the actual, okay, now let's go out and start talking about marketing and bringing those people now to the website, now that we have a good foundation. Part of the other foundation that we also worked with um, was the Google Business Profile, making sure that we had those separate pages and we're enhancing the reviews specific to service because when somebody comes onto your Google Business Profile page, they're looking at reviews. They wanna see how they're gonna be treated. But if you see 12 reviews in a row about how they bought a car and it was great, does that tell them the story of how they were treated in the service department or vice versa? So it's making sure you have that solid foundation. Now you're ready to start top marketing. And at first, my fixed ops guys were like, no, no, that's our lane. You stay over there in your lane and I'll stay over here in, in my lane. And then they realized that I really understand how to hold people accountable, mm -hmm. what needed to be happened, how to have an omni-channel approach, because there is really no difference between variable and fixed ops when it comes to marketing. All the same rules apply, all the same strategies go into play. And in fact, most dealerships massively, in my opinion, overspend in marketing. And one of the biggest tips I have for people going into 2023 as we look at reducing expense with all of the compression is why do we not combine more of our variable and fixed marketing efforts in one? Because we're talking about one customer who's either just went from the sale into service or coming out of service into the sale. Why would we not put our marketing efforts together and pay half the cost. Yeah. You've brought up about a million things I want to I know. fall out there. But so, <laughs> so I want to mention, you mentioned the, the, like a Google review, negative Google review. How do you handle that? We have a very um, process driven on everything that we do. And so we have a company that solicits the reviews, gathers the reviews. If it's a good review, there's a response that goes out from the general manager and the fixed ops director in the individual store, you know, thanking them for the, taking the time to do it. Um, but then we take that next approach. If it's negative, that negative review is sent to everyone. It goes to the fixed ops directors in the corporate level, down to the GM, the fixed ops director in the store, and in most cases, one other person, whether it be the, an advisor who's been tasked with that, so all hands on deck to resolve any negative uh, complaint out of the gate immediately. And you respond online, you know, with some kind of, sorry, this is this occurred. Yeah. 
we yes. contact us or we, you know, or there's some kind of, showing them there's some kind of resolution. Or Those the, are the generic responses. And, yeah. and a lot of times we'll start with that just to get the conversation open, let, it, let the customer know that we hear you, we're trying to look into it and we want to reach out to you or reach out to us immediately to get this resolved. But the more important part of, of reviews is actually getting it resolved. Because if you do, customers are usually more than willing to go back and update the review or change it to a more favorable experience. Interesting too that you talked about you know, there's depending on how this do, you know, maybe there's gonna be a little bit of belt tightening in 2023. We're just, you know, we're not quite sure what the headwinds are gonna be. But you kind of said, well, we maybe don't have to spend as much. And maybe you could tighten the belt, but maybe combining a little bit of that variable and, and fixed into, into one. Uh, it's a, kind of an interesting approach because I think, you know, again, people fix me, want, I want, we want our marketing dollars and you take your marketing dollars and we're gonna, but, but there's a way to, the merge of two, you say? Yes. Well, and I think one thing, and, and most of the fixed guys hate when I say this, but Variable has been paying for fixed apps advertising for, for decades. So why not combine the actual efforts? And what I mean by that, when I look at our ad budgets, you know, we pay Google ads all goes onto the variable ad budget, always has. Yeah. But what did I just say? The majority of the traffic goes where? To yeah. service. They don't participate in that part and that's okay. But I think that there's so much more we can do by combining those marketing efforts, regardless of whose ad budget they go on, that we are all at the same goal, which is to get that customer to come back to the dealership and have repeat business and referral business in the household, whether you're here or here. One last question. So you got your dealership website and there's a certain amount of real estate there. What's the best positioning for service and parts of marketing that is, you know, is alongside, you know, new vehicle sales? How do you kind of navigate who gets that kind of that major real estate there? Um, it needs to be 50-50. You, you cannot have your homepage should have 50% of your homepage should be designed around fixed stops. 50% of, of your links and your pages that get built out should be designed around fixed stops. You absolutely need to make sure you have a customer experience. And then I will give you the number one tip that I tell every single person who wants to figure out where to start, be a customer. Go on your website, try to schedule a service appointment. Try to look at, try to look up a part. Try to see if you can buy tires. Try to see if you can schedule an appointment through the chat. How long does it take? You need to be a customer to understand if it works or it doesn't work so that you can fix any of the issues. Great advice. April, thanks so much. Absolutely. So Thank good you. to see you. Thanks so much. April Simmons is the Corporate Internet and Marketing Director at Horn Auto Group in Gilbert, Arizona. She spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jake Neer, in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to automotive news reporters Hannah Lutz and Abigail Hamm for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.